Best friends don't bully. They speak the truth and go down rabbit holes. All while loving fiercely, finding hope, and seeking truth. So join us as we talk about everything and nothing. And find the truth in the middle. Let's Let's get get into into it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's a new year. Welcome to 2023. New Year, same you. Whoop, whoop. Same you. Does it have to be the same you? It doesn't have to be the same you. I guess it depends on what people decide to do. That's true. Guys, let's make this year different. Become a better person this year. Let's become better people. Let 2023 be better than 2022. Amen. I've hesitated. And goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all we got for you today. That's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. (laughs) That's a mess. Okay, so new name, right? It's a new- we got a new name. <laughs> Sorry, wait, we are a mess <laughs> all the time. <laughs> okay, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go we ahead, got go ahead. a new name. We do, we do have a new name. Best you Friends know, Don't Bully Podcast. And we're already going to bully each other during this. I know we are. It was rough yesterday, so I know it's going to be <laughs> rough today. <laughs> Anyways, all right, 2023. 2023. Because Brittany is the type of person who has a word of the year, and she also does prayers for the year. She's not big on setting goals. <laughs> no, I don't set goals. <laughs> so, so tell me, what is your word of the year? Okay, can I first tell why I don't set goals? Yeah. Because I forget. That, I, that's what the notes app is for. I forget. Listen, I forget. And I forget there's a note that I put that's marked in there, and I forget to check it. And I forget, it, it's just... They tend to never be ingrained in my heart in a way that I know that I'm chasing after it. And so, therefore, I don't do goals. But I do do a word of the year. So my word for 2023 is consistency. What are you going to be consistent with? Everything. Like, I'm going to be consistent about meal prepping and eating three meals a day, seven days a week. Because right now, right we got three meals right a day. Right now, you don't eat. Five days a week or four and a half days a week. I don't know. It gets weird. You can't have three meals four and a half days a week, but three meals four days a week. And then Friday, it's normally like two days or two meals a day. And then after that, it's just janky until work on Monday. Yeah, I know. So, yes, you do. (laughs) Anyway. It has created you to be quite hangry on the weekends sometimes. Yeah, I don't think I was being hangry that day. I think that was just me that (laughs) just having a bad day. But, you know, you're right. It's fine. I do get hangry. So, being consistent with meal prepping. Um. I think the overarching theme for me is now that I've gotten a year post-transplant, fumbled through what that feels like, what that looks like, what my limitations are after like pushing some boundaries of just being consistent with treating myself and my body the way that I deserve to be treated, regardless of what else is coming. Yeah. And so eating three meals a day, seven days a week, regardless of what my work schedule is or my personal schedule or, or anything like that looks like, of just making sure that first and foremost, I'm pouring into myself. And then pouring out what God has to give, giving is giving me to give to others. And then everything else gets the rest. So consistency, that's my key to be consistent this year. That's my word. That's a good word. Also, standing ovation for that. For what? For eating? I'm trying, y'all. For, the, for all of that. The scale also, says I am eating. <laughs> if you're a new listener, go back and listen to the episode where Brittany talks about her transplant journey. That's all. Just got to throw that plug in there, you know, because okay. yeah, the new that. year, we're going to have new listeners. That's true. Y'all that listen constantly are going to share it with somebody else. Oh, wow. We're being prophetic. I love we it. got goals. Prophecy. <laughs> Prophetess. 
Craig bomb. Go ahead, girl. New year, new perspective. There you know, go. I like it. What do you have a word for the year? My word for the year is assertive. Oh, I'm gonna be bullied a lot this year, y'all. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the case because I feel like you're one of the most assertive people I know. And so my mindset the last month has been like, and by the last month, I mean like the last two weeks since I've thought about it. We'll take two weeks. Um, oh, that's hot. I forgot that was on fire. You know, put your hand in the candle with the flame. <laughs> um, Ooh, might be no, short 2023 like, for you. My thought process when I need to be assertive now is what would Brittany do in this situation? <laughs> what would Brittany say? How would she say it? Because... <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous it is slightly dangerous but also like when i had long covid i couldn't be assertive and five for myself so that's you true. were the one calling my doctor to yell at them and be like nah bro give her some fair treatment like Did when i couldn't to- get my when i couldn't call to get my couches <laughs> you were the one who called <laughs> Because I'm a child when it comes to standing up for myself. I will stand up for you all day, every day. But I cannot do it for myself. No so 2023 is the year of change. Amen. Well, we're, we're, we are, we're saying amen because we're saying, God, let it be. Let that be it. I also would just need to go on record and say, I don't yell at people often. <laughs> but I do have an aggressive tone when I need somebody to do something that I need them to do. So for the couch, it was like, she's waited six months for this couch. Is it coming? She's sitting on the floor. Refund her or send the couch tomorrow. Accurate. And the I The doctor's that. thing was, was drastically different. That was a completely different No. Moment. That was... And yeah. that, was, that was handled very well. You can be assertive and not yell at someone. Hands down. You yeah. can be assertive and make it come across in a very professional way. That's why I think, what would Brittany do? Because I don't want people to be thinking I'm mean. But I'm sorry in advance for everyone who I'm about to be overly assertive with. And I'm going to hurt your feelings this year. Um, just know that my heart is in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying, guys. Her heart is in the place of she will no longer be mistreated because it is convenient for people to do so. And so just as a fair warning, because I, I just I need people to know this. <laughs> When my girl starts being assertive and maybe she's going to have a couple missteps here or there because it's an art form to it. If y'all don't come correct in the response to it, then I'm going to have to be angry assertive. And I hate being angry assertive when it comes to her. But like there are a handful of people that I'm just very, very protective of. And she is one of those people. So give her grace while she figures out this assertiveness and don't take it personal. And if you're taking it personal, go to therapy and figure it out. Uh, that's true but then also if you go to therapy you're gonna end up in my position where you're gonna learn things that you you suck at and you're gonna have to be like all right i want to do better amen so just be prepared for that as well shout Ther- out to the therapists of the world shout out to the therapist my therapist told me i was the problem <laughs> of course she did she's <laughs> Our therapist, our therapist knows us better than we know ourselves. Most, I feel I like. I just sit there. I mean, your therapist definitely knows you better than she you sure know does. yourself. She sure does. I bought her several houses and boats with all the copays <laughs> and fees that I have paid going to see her. But she did. I was telling her, like, I want. This is the first time in my life where I haven't had a very close male friend that has lived close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of guy friends. I grew up between two brothers. The families that I was raised with, they all had boys. And then my younger sister came along. There's a little bit of an age gap between she and I. And then um, one of the families that we're really close with, they had a daughter like right before my sister was born. 
And so they're, they're like really close in age and they're really close. But at that point, I was outgrowing the things that they were playing with by the time they got to be a certain yeah. age. And we never really kind of like hit full circle. And so I just have a lot of guy friends. This is the first time I don't have a guy friend that lives close to me to just like hang out. And I'm tired of estrogen. Like, I like it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. All my girlfriends, I still love y'all. I just like needed a little bit of balance. I'm not dating anybody. So it just was like a weird position that I was in. And so I was telling my therapist about it. And she was like giving me all these ideas of like, how about you do this to find a new friend? How about you do this to find a new friend? I was like, no, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work for me. And she was like, Brittany, you're the problem. And I was like, ouch, but I am the problem. And I will own the fact that I am the problem in this, in this area, in this realm of my life. So I'm trying to figure out how to not be the problem, but go to therapy, figure out the areas that you are the problem and fix it instead of being angry at other people for things that you're creating. It's my plug for therapy for 2023, y'all. Cool. Go therapy. Go get your life Go fixed. therapy. Go get your life fixed. Thank you to all the therapists. They work hard. They do. They work a lot, too. I don't know how Although, do I had my first fight with my therapist. Oh. Remember when I had to I had to reschedule an appointment? It took me, like, a whole week, guys. Reschedule an appointment because... That she forgot about, but carry on. <sighs> She was a she was the initiator. Of I the was problem. just gonna leave that part out. I know. But we're not gonna sit here and allow Geraldine to be persecuted when she cannot defend herself. So I'm gonna defend Geraldine in this case. That's not her therapist's name, no, that's just what I call her. But like, come on now, Geraldine, she probably has some growth areas that she could improve upon when it it's comes okay. to we, online scheduling. We talked about it. I was like, I was so mad that like, why would you in the year of 2022 still be using a notebook to keep track of your appointments <laughs> like to where you call I call the front office and they say okay we'll we'll get back to you we'll check with her and we'll get back to you on times that she's available and then they don't ever call back and so then you call again and you're like hey have you talked to Geraldine yet like it mm-hmm. shouldn't be this difficult you guys are in one room over mm-hmm. like at some point you got to eat lunch you can't be like hey real quick can I look at your book like, you know, just that type of thing. Maybe she's working on a goal of eating. So, so her and I had a conversation, and I encouraged her to embrace technology for what it could be today. Not you encouraging <laughs> your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, so you're not mad. You're disappointed. And I was like, why do we have Ooh. to use such deep words? <laughs> Sometimes things are deep. I, I need us to recognize that. As a society, I need us to recognize that sometimes things are deep. I think... We have it flipped currently where any little thing that is very minor that people get so big offended over. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I have big feelings. I'm so offended. My heart's hurt. Da, 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 da. But then for like big things, they're just like, I don't I don't want to offend anybody. So I don't want to say this. But you said the offensive thing, knowing it was going <laughs> to piss them off. Right. Like you intentionally poked that bear, knowing it was a little thing, but it was going to send somebody over the edge. But you don't want to say the thing that they need to hear to help them. And to help you in that relationship dynamic or whatever it is, and y'all don't want to do that, <sighs> couldn't be me. Huh. It could not be me. Sorry. I have a lot of big feelings. Okay. Today, so, <laughs> I don't know where they came from. I have a lot of big feelings. We were talking about, like, the words of the year to, I know, consistency, to going on therapy vacation. Everybody. I don't know why I call it therapy vacation. To me, it's like conversation about therapy. It feels like vacation to me. You yeah. can dissect that. <laughs> so, so I know that you don't do goals, though. But oh. I feel like, do you have any like plans for this year? If you if you had to plan 
and say, these are the things I am excited about. Like for me, I do goals because it makes me like kind of remember what I want to do with my life. And so it helps direct, like there's small goals that help direct okay. me in that, that way. Do I have things that I am chasing after? Yes. The reason I don't call them goals though, I'm about to sound very new agey, is because I want to be able to have the right to change my mind that I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to be locked into something all year. So some of the things that I'm chasing after, I want to try, and I'm going to start out on January 1, having a no-spend year. Mm. Whew. It's making my heart quiver. I know, especially since like the first thing you did when you got here yesterday, we went shopping. Okay, but I was stressed. Straight to Target. <laughs> I was so stressed. Guys, I was having, I don't know what my issue was. I was in the car. I was struggling. And I got here. Steph was like, are you hungry? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, well, we'll go to Target. Maybe you'll see food there. Maybe you do. And I bought a whole outfit. <laughs> Helped Steph buy something for her family photos. <laughs> and then we went to eat and it was fine. But I just, I was struggling. We w- it would have been smarter to go to Nike. But they're not, they're not staying open late. So. It's okay. But my, my plan is to do a no-spend month. I have cleaned up my finances. Year, not a month. year. I'm sorry. No, a year. You're right. See, I mean, I, I can do I can do a no-spend month. Just don't ask me to do in October when, <laughs> when all these holiday deals start coming out earlier and earlier. I want to do a no-spend year where I spend money on... I don't spend money on anything frivolous. And so there are some staples that I continuously take care... Like, do every month for... So I'm going to still get my nails done because... Self-care. Self-care. Like, I need that 45 minutes to an hour to just separate and disconnect. Obviously, my hair is still going to be taken care of. Like, I'm not going crazy of, like, I'm not buying another hair product. No, my hair is going to... No, but, like, the... But frivolous. Like, I'm not going to see something and be like, oh, my gosh, like, I really want this Marc Jacobs bag. Let me buy it right now. Although, currently, I'm saving to purchase one because I would like one by In February. (laughs) But, but like, if I'm not making these spur-of-the-moment unplanned purchases. Yeah. If I want it, I'm going to sit tight for it. Wait, save up for it, plan, prepare for it. And then if nothing comes of it, then I just don't do it. But I'm not going to be doing that. So I've like been subs- unsubscribing to like a lot of those emails that, I'm, that you get like when you sign up. Like, yeah, I'm gonna give you my email or even when you order something online. one time, I'm unsubscribing from all of those things as they're coming through because I'm like, no, like I'm going to be intentional. Um, so that's one of the things. <clears throat> Which I currently actually don't have any subscriptions anymore other than my gym membership. No, I mean like TV subscription. Oh, I got rid of all of those. I will be getting rid of all of those on January 1st. I didn't yet. I need to give everybody who's on all of my, my streaming services notice, yeah, <laughs> notice to get their own or see what they want to do. But yeah, as of right now, like I'm not, I'm right. not doing those things. So it's going to just be a very simple year. But I think what I found looking back on this year is on 2022 some of it was not anything that I could control. But the fact that like I sit sat home so much and I couldn't leave my house for a couple of months because I was recovering mm-hmm. from surgery and then I had COVID. Like there were just a lot of things that I was just stuck in the house for that I could have used that time better and more effectively had I gotten rid of some of the things that I currently have. And so um, I don't do goals or resolutions, but I do do a prayer poster. Like I started that, what, two years ago? Yeah, because you have two posters have two on your posters. wall so right now. Two years ago. So every year I'm like just really intentional just about sitting in the presence of God. Like, okay, God, what should I be praying for this year specifically? Like big goals. Doesn't mean I'm not praying for people every single day because I am. Doesn't mean I'm not praying every single day or doing devotions. But like, what are some things that I'm big things that I'm believing God for that only God can do? So I'll do a prayer poster. 
Um, God hasn't given me what I'm supposed to be praying for this year yet, yet. like big things. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of things that in my mind, I'm like, God, you just want to help a sister out. Um, but those are not those things. Those are selfish things. I know. So, but yeah. I know what some of those things are. <laughs> <laughs> Foolishness. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got saved again, y'all, yesterday on the car ride. I was telling that. Steph- that backsliding girl came back. <laughs> I was telling Steph about a decision I had made. She was like, oh, look at you finding Jesus again, getting saved all over again. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know I left him, but apparently I was, it was getting a little rough around the edges for your girl. So Jesus and I, we back on track now. So I I'm going to do a prayer post. I mean, I feel like that was just payback, though, for like a few weeks ago <laughs> when you bullied me about something similar. I so <laughs> will not argue with the fact that I did. I don't know. And I prefaced it by saying... How gentle, how, <laughs> are you in a spot for me to not be gentle right now? Because I just need to give it to well, you straight. Well, looking back, I was not ready for it. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It took me a whole week. And then I was like, man, I'm angry about this. How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> this, I, okay, so this is what I. I was laying on this couch when I talked to you about it. And I was like, no, our definitions of that are different. Steph was so, <laughs> she was so mad. <laughs> And I just, I paused and I said, I need you to understand. You said you were ready for this conversation. If you change your mind, just say you changed your mind. I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> we're just defining the same thing wrong or differently. No, I think. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's differently. The definition is different. I know, but you were mad. At the, at the end of the day, you were mad because we were arriving at the same conclusion. It was just a couple <laughs> of nuances in the definition that you didn't agree with. It was the same premise and the same conclusion. She was so angry. It's okay. We worked through it, though. We worked it's through fine. it. It's fine. We worked through it. Because it's been a while, though, since I've been that upset about something that you said, though. That's good. Like, it's been a while. Right? Like, if you think about it. It has been. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a really long time, actually. But it's all right. It helped me get to where I am now. You got there? Growth. And you went to therapy afterwards? Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh, we we talked about that in therapy. I'm sure you did. Because you were were like... (laughs) (laughs) I remember hanging up and I texted my mom and I was like, I think Steph and I just low-key got into a fight. And she was like, (laughs) how do you low-key get into a fight and how do you not know? Because Stephanie... I said, I asked for permission to say something. She said, I have permission, so I said it, but I think she's mad. She said, well, apologize. I'm not apologizing. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> she needed to hear it. Fran. She was like, oh. Which, Fran was supposed to be a guest on the podcast. We're going to get her this year, in 2023. We will get her. That is one of my only goal for 2023 is to get my mom on the podcast. She says, I don't have anything to talk about. And then my dad. Fran can talk about anything. She can talk about Exactly. We should have just secretly recorded while I was at your house for Thanksgiving. Oh, we, no, nah, Thanksgiving wasn't a problem. Okay, but like... <laughs> Not that conversation, but like, <laughs> I mean, if I was very open with my life and you were very open with your life, then like, that, you know, there's some things that need to stay private. Some things that are private. Some things that stay behind closed doors. Not everything is for everybody. <laughs> but she, I keep, so I told her, I was like, we want you on the podcast. She thought I was lying. She was like, just you. She was like, it must just be you because Steph laughs at me. And I was like, first of all, you're funny. Oh my That's God. All two, I do is laugh when I'm at friends. I was like, sometimes Steph laughs because she's uncomfortable. At first, I didn't make her uncomfortable because she hugged me. Well, what does a hug have to do with somebody being Did I hug her? I don't think we hugged. Listen, I just sat there and I was just like, okay, uh, calm down. Mm-hmm. Calm down, please. I don't think she hugged me. But then Ron, then she jumped on this kick of like, well, what am I going to talk about? And so my dad was sitting, we were at a restaurant, my dad was sitting next to her. And yeah. He was like, you can talk about knitting. 
<laughs> I said, Dad, we're not that type of person. Oh, no. <laughs> she was talking about whatever she was talking about, but that, that is not. She can knit while we talk. She probably will. So she was supposed that we were going to try to record with her today, but she had to go to the grocery store and she had a 12 hour grocery store trip. And that food she had is to more get important. Out of recorder. <laughs> so I was like, fine, whatever. Food is clearly more important. It is. So at some point we'll get her on. That's my only goal this year. But I don't know. I, I am, I'm believing God to show up in some ways that I need him to show up in. That makes sense. I don't quite know what all of those ways are. I think I'm coming out of a, a quiet season. It's probably the best way to put it, but not God being quiet with me being quiet (laughs) with God. Um, so just to put it in perspective, I don't think God's ever quiet. I think we just choose not to engage in conversation with him and pray with pray daily about it, anything. And so I'm emerging from a quiet season of, is my ask too big of an ask? But mostly the things that I know that you're calling me to chase after and to pursue are going to put me in a place of significant uncomfortability. And I don't know that I want to be uncomfortable. Welcome to following Jesus. And then Jesus. If you're following Jesus correctly, you're uncomfortable. I agree. I have been in a place where I think I've been vulnerable, but not uncomfortable because of my circumstances. And so yeah. now I'm no longer vulnerable. I'm just uncomfortable. And I'm like, nah, take me back to vulnerability. I like that speech better. <laughs> it's safe. You there. love the word vulnerability. It's not though. one of my favorite words. You, it's you are one of my favorite words. You love to be vulnerable with people. Like when when it's needed. Yes. Oh, when yes. you're like, I'm going to talk about this and be vulnerable because I know it's going to help you. Yes. Like that's 100% you. Yes. But like you're comfortable in that vulnerability most yes. of the time. When I know that I'm supposed to step into that space and activate it, I'm 100% comfortable with it. Because I because at that point I know, I think oftentimes in the church we say everything happens for a reason. Um, and sometimes the reason is just humanity in the fallen world and sin. Sometimes that is yeah. the only reason. Sometimes not everything is a God-ordained reason that happens. Sometimes the reason is disobedience. Sometimes life is just life in, and it's just hard. Life is life in. It's just You should hard. put that on a sticker. All right. Sometimes life is just life in. But text me so I can remember because you know I forget. <laughs> but I really will forget. I know. But and I'm going to forget if I don't do it right now. But I think that that's just the reality of it. But I do think that there are hard seasons that we walk through as believers that God allow, like God protects us from it, but allows us to experience it, knowing that we are going to encounter somebody in the future that will be able to be encouraged, to be uplifted or healed by what it is that we experience in our vulnerability and sharing. Doesn't mean that every bad thing that happens to everybody that God's like, and you're going to meet somebody in six months that's going to go through something similar and you're going to have the exact words to speak to their heart. But it allows the suffering and the hardships. I don't even want to say suffering, but suffering is the the appropriate word. The suffering and the hardship that I went through over the past couple of years has softened my heart to people who were suffering. And not that I wasn't ever kind towards those people or aware of it, but I think my awareness is heightened to people who just need an encouraging word. Mm-hmm. To people who show up in a space and no one else can tell that they're defeated, but I look at them and say, there's defeat in you. How do I speak to that? How do I encourage that? How do I uplift that? And so 
I think a large portion of me being able to tap into that vulnerability is just like, okay, God, I went through a horrible season. I, it was, it was rough. I didn't think a girl was going to make it through and not even just the health stuff. Right. I just, I, there were times where I was just like, how do I make it through this? Cause this seems impossible, like an impossible emotional mountain to climb. Yeah. And I remember. I remember. It was it rough. Was, it was it was your version of my July 2020. Yes, it was. It was very that much happened to giving actually coincide with July 2020. <laughs> it just led, yes. July was, 2020. Some, it was, was a struggle. Overlap. There was some overlap. But having come through that, it allows me to, because I, I just remember my prayer during that time is like, God, just allow somebody to see my heart that's breaking and speak to that. Like, allow that. Now, I'm sure God probably orchestrated some people to come alongside me. I just didn't leave my house. That was the, the beginning of like my shut-in period. Yeah. And so it was it hard. Was, it was very hard to even like, because even when you weren't at work busy, you were just like immediately in bed asleep. I, I, I was like, heavily depressed. I was coming to visit you and it was like, if you got out of, you would get out of bed at like... 12, I one-ish, and you would depressed. move to the couch and completely and then go right just back asleep. fall asleep again. I was heavily depressed. There is no there is no other description for it. It was 100% bona fide clinical depression. And, and I couldn't get... And so I just remember just like wanting people to see that and like speak to that. Mm-hmm. How do you see that and speak to that? How do you help and how do you encourage that? And so my prayer was like, God, allow me when I get through this, because I always believed that I was going to get through it. Allow me when I get through this to be able to be what people, what I needed in that moment for other people. And so I can be vulnerable in those spaces because I know that, like, that was in part my prayer mm-hmm. while I was fighting towards the healing that I was working towards getting. And so, like, vulnerability, it is easy for me when I know that God's like, now. Yeah. He presses a button or activates something, so he'd be like, But right sometimes, here. I feel like, like, there there are some times, though, where you, you do hesitate. Yes. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like that one time you came to my church and you were like, who's that okay. girl that was there today? Listen. <laughs> I've seen her the last two weeks and I just know her entire life. Okay. There was like, this time. You know I'm always going to point back to that experience because it's but just, it's ingrained in my brain forever. I didn't know her life, but there was something about her that just like, okay, when you go through a silent season and you're just not tapped into God and you're not pressing into what you need to be pressing into... When you start to reemerge from that and fight through that, there is still yes. a little bit of hesitancy there, still the hesitancy. of like, is this God or is this me? Is God saying, check in and tap into this and I'm going to give you the words. I'm going to give you everything you need. I just need you to step. Yeah. And for me in that situation, it was physically step into this space and then everything else I will take care of. I just, I wasn't out of place to do that. I was like, no, you were like, no, I got the corner like, prayer spot right here. I was like, no, I'm good. Somebody else will holler at the girl. I don't know what you need for her, God, but I don't want you to have her. <laughs> Somebody else will figure it out. And no, nobody did. And then I was back at that same church with you the Sunday after when I yeah. voluntarily joined the prayer team. Yes. Um, trying out an experiment. Um, not a prayer experiment. I believe in prayer. I just felt like it could have just been a little more functional. Um, and she was there again. And I remember just saying like, okay, like there, there is something I turned around, turned back around. Girl was gone. And she was gone. She was gone. And I was like, oh, okay, God. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Now I did go to war praying for her. The day oh, after. I 100% believe you. When did. I was in my car. Because that's what you do. Because I was like, all right, God, I don't know what that was about. I don't know what it is, but here and right now, 
while I'm in this two-hour drive to this doctor's appointment in Philadelphia, <laughs> we gonna petition the gates to heaven. That is, that is one thing, like, even if you don't step up in that moment, like, you still end up fighting afterwards. Woo! That spiritual battle. Yes. Y'all ever want or need prayer, Brittany is the one. Just tell her to get in her car and drive somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> the moment she stops talking to Jesus in the car, she'd be like, man, I'm so bored. That's so bored. <laughs> That's, but I also, I grew up in a praying church. Which is rare these days, okay? That is what I'm finding out. I grew up in a praying church. But so I there... also feel like that was... So, like, the new church that I'm going to, mm-hmm. that you went to last time. Yes. That is a praying church. Amen. A hundred percent. I, like... I love it. I I have never... I but have... I think that's why you were like, oh, my God, I really enjoyed this. Like, at my mm. old church, you you were just, huh. <laughs> huh. Who's every, that? Huh. Who's every that? Sunday. And then hmm. you would, like, tell me about people, and I'd be like, yeah, that's accurate. It shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't be a thing. But the new church, all you could go with, all you said was, that was really cool. That was good. I, I ain't seen people at the altar in a while. I, like, that was great. I was like, wow, okay, Brady. There are two things that are red flags for me when people join churches or when I visit a church. If there is no altar call, I'm wondering, what are we doing? Is the point... To not save people. Point for that. to Jesus. Right? Or what happens if I have an over... And I think that was like at the season where I was heavily depressed. I I, I wasn't consistently going to church. I'm just... I'm a, hi, my name is Brittany. I wasn't consistently going to church during my depression. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I can acknowledge that. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you so much for welcoming me into the safe space. Okay? I, I, I just... I wasn't. But the, t- the occasional times that I did, I was like, God, like, I really just need a space. And it was like, church, you're in... You sing your three worship songs, you do your offering, you have your 25 minute, you're giving your blessing and you go. It was no room and opportunity to say, okay, I just need to sit in the presence of God. presence, yeah. I just like, can we not rush to the next song? I just need to sit here and I just need God to just minister to my heart. But you're just like, key change, new song. Here we go. We're flipping it. Okay, now we're doing fast upbeat. All right, Jesus, I guess we're asking you to go, but please don't go. Wait, come near. (laughs) I need you to stay. I need you, you to was, stay. You was doing the work. Don't stop it. You know? And so it just was hard. So I, I I believe altar calls are important, even if for people who are not new Christians, but just say like, I just need to just sit here and soak. It's an act of surrender, getting up from your seat and walking to an altar and just saying, God, meet me here. Meet me right. This is as far as I can go, literally and figuratively speaking, right? Meet me here. And God saying, I'm, I'm honoring that act of obedience. I'm going to meet you there. So I, like, there needs to be an altar call to church. Yeah. Y'all make sure y'all churches know an altar call. I don't care how big y'all are. Make sure y'all Also, like, don't call. make it awkward. Like, I, you know how I feel about that whole going upbeat at the end of a service. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like growing up, it was all like, we're just going to end it and we're going to keep stuff slow so that people can keep pressing in if they need to. Yes. And like a lot of churches now are the opposite where they're like, we want you to go out feeling great about yourself. So we're going to end with a praise song. It's about and sing about how great God is. But like there's still people trying to get that breakthrough. And then they they're like you see like these people at an altar sobbing messes. And then everyone else is happy dancing around like, yeah, we got our breakthrough. There are some times I think where people need to go to church and they need to leave feeling like they've been beat up. 
Yeah. Not physically, but like you need to feel like you've just oh, been. Oh, that's put how through. I felt on Sunday. Well. Oh, a hundred percent. I never even asked you about it. You just said, said conviction, Jesus. and I said yes. <laughs> You were, yes, you we love a conviction. Like, I love it. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, you don't even know what it was about. It doesn't matter, conviction. Yeah. Uh, it's not what you think it's about. I wasn't thinking anything. <laughs> conviction. <laughs> we need it. We need we, we need to celebrate the vulnerability that exists when somebody comes to us and says, I went to church today and I was convicted. Amen. And it's fine. How can I pray like, for you? Yeah, because I think sometimes you need to continue that outside of church. Yes. It's not just a let me talk to Jesus on Sunday morning at church. And the moment I leave, it's like, all right, see you next week. Like, I literally, like, texted you, and I think Deara called me maybe. Shout out to Deario. She's a real one. No, I Margo pulled her, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying right now. And... (laughs) I was like, why am I so emotional? But like, I straight up left the church and I still felt it all the way home. Marco pulled her. I ate some food because, you know, that's what we do when we're emotional. And I think it's worse than crying and eating at the same time. <laughs> it's true. Well, y'all need to stop doing that for y'all choke. But like, I had to eat because I had to go to volleyball later. So like. The league that never ends. It's fine. It, it ends this week. Y'all, she's been doing this league since August. <laughs> Sunday is the end of it. And it ends. Until January. <laughs> See? If they talk me into doing it again. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's a, I think it's completely normal and needed for you to leave and continue to ponder it and continue Absolutely. to work it out. Like, had I not taken that time, I wouldn't be in the spot where I'm at today. Like... And we love to see it. It's been like a whole, not even a whole week. But like, I can say that I'm stronger in areas than I was the last week before that. And that's because what it that's what be. it should be. That is what it should be. That conviction is not to say, oh my gosh, you're a horrible it's sinner. You're like a horrible shame. person. Yeah. No. It's not a shameful thing. It's like, a, all right, here's a problem. Let's deal with let's, it. Let's fix it. Let's let's fine tune this. Let, let's but heal what needs to be Don't be out there singing that refiner song by Maverick City if you ain't ready to be refined by the fire. I sang that song. I felt like that was the mm. the anthem and the the intro to my life for the past two years. And that was my song. Yeah, Jesus, see, that's the problem. People don't realize me? you singing these songs and you're inviting God into that to clean it out. I was already he in the fire. He's going to clean it out. I was already in the fire. I know. But like <laughs> some, was, people, some was, people don't even realize they're in the fire when they start oh, singing that no, That is true. That is true. Some people don't even know like they're going to be in the fire. Like I used to, what's that song? Break My Heart for What Breaks Yours. It's a Hillsong song from like 2010. I don't know. I was in high school singing that and I was like, there came a point where we would sing that in church and I would not sing those lyrics. Mm-hmm. I said, no, Jesus, not today. Why are you fighting against what God want to do? No, Jesus, don't break my heart. Because my heart was breaking. As it should have been. My heart was like, that was when I was like very big into missions, though. And all mm-hmm. I wanted to yes. do was go on the mission yes. field. I like, and I was like, I can't do this. Stop breaking my heart. And then it just hit me one day, and it was like, you asked me for this. And I was like, okay, then I'm going to stop asking. <laughs> then I'm going to stop. Thanks. <laughs> Let me ask you for a million bucks. You're going to keep sing sending this, that every day? I'll sing this song, but once it gets to those lines, I'm just going to sit in silence with my lips together. I 
there has been a song that I've been listening to on repeat for a long time. It's called Grieve You to God. Grieve God. Sorry to grieve you, God. Here I comes even know the, the grief. Sorry to grieve you, God. <laughs> Yo, we should have recorded an episode last night. <laughs> oh, we wrapped TGI Fridays? Uh, well, we wrapped TGI Fridays and been like, coming to you live here. <laughs> I'm this try girl not- went off about grieving. I'm going to try my best not to cry while talking about it. I'm still a mess. Okay, go ahead. Um, Sorry. I just, you know. But I started listening. So somebody had posted, somebody I found on Instagram had posted the album, reposted that they told someone to listen to the album. The person was like, oh my gosh, this person never misses with an album recommendation. So I was like, okay, let me listen to it. I was traveling from somewhere. And so from Oklahoma, I was coming back from OKC. Okay. And I was like, all right, let me listen to this. So I was listening to it and there was this one song, Sorry to Grieve You God. And I like the lyrics of it just hit me. And I have had it on repeat. It probably will be at the top of my most played songs for the year. Like for my Apple recap. I haven't looked at it. So it probably is on there, right? Because I've listened, I listen to it every day, sometimes eight hours a day, the same song, just on repeat. And so at one point, I was like, okay, like I really need to read the lyrics while the music is playing. When I read it, yeah, the the lyrics became even more real, more personal. And it's just like, sorry for the times that I was not thankful, not gratitude, didn't show express gratitude, that I wasn't obedient, and that I questioned what it is that you did, and that your love is boundless, and there's nothing I can do to change it. I'm paraphrasing. And so at that point, I was like, you know, God, like I want my heart. One, I want to apologize for the grief that I've caused your heart by the choices that I've made. Because my choices haven't always been God-honoring. My words haven't always been God-honoring. My actions have not always been. And so, like, I began to, like, walk through that process. And it was like, okay, God, now what it, like, how do I now chase after your people? What does that look like? And so then I got angry. So I was having a conversation with a coworker who was going through some challenges or whatever. We were just, we were just chopping it up. <clears throat> they were expressing some things they were walking through. And, you know, I was encouraging them as best as I could. But at the end of the conversation, I said, are you a praying person? And they responded and they said, I hate this phrase. They were just like, I believe in a higher power. Mm. God knows I love him. And that bothers me because there's a lot of things that are higher power than humans. And so I really just need us to stop saying that. I also feel like you're going to say, I believe in higher power. And then you're going to say, God, I love God. You think there's a power higher than God? As if they're two separate things? Exactly. We were at work. I wasn't trying to go get sent to HR's office. So we didn't have time to dissect it. So what I said was, (laughs) we will talk about that another day. Um, specifically not here at work because you know you don't want to go to HR. I want to go to HR. I want to share a different perspective with you though. I think you need to know about it. And then I said, but I'm a praying woman. And so I'm going to pray on your behalf. And he said something along the lines of like, wow, like I don't really know that people pray for me, which caused me to then go to Instagram <laughs> and post a question on Instagram of, do you have somebody that prays for you every single day? It was a yes, no, and a maybe option. Several people clicked no. I then immediately sent them messages and said, you now can confidently say that you have somebody that prays for you and your family every single day. Then I called my mom and I was like, do you know that people don't have people pray for them every single day? You were very emotional that day about this topic. You still are. It's It It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. So then my mom said, yeah, Bernie, I know that. She's like, it's a thing nowadays. And I said, well, what happened to the people who were praying for all these people? Her response was, everybody's grandma died. Which I mean, accurate. Okay, so everybody had a praying grandmother. Your grandmother's no longer here. Somebody was supposed to step up. A mom, an auntie, a cousin. Somebody was supposed to step up and then start covering these people in prayer. And it didn't happen. 
So now we have all these people that are uncovered and unprayed for. And it just bothered me. So I've added a whole long list of people in my prayer list, but it still, it bugs me that we have people that we see every single day, believers and non-believers that don't know that somebody is praying, even if they don't believe. I think that's one of the most powerful things. People say, I don't believe in God, but can you pray for me? Absolutely. I'm not sending well wishes. I am not sending positive thoughts and positive vibes. (laughs) I am praying. Okay. Very clearly and specifically, I'm going to God and I'm saying, God, move in this person's way in a way that they know that you're moving and they cannot question you, but also in the way that they need. Because I don't know what they need. They just ask for prayer. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, pray. All right, I'm going to do that. But like, it, it just, it breaks my heart. It, it breaks my heart. I'm praying for our I listeners. I don't know who listens to our podcast. I know a couple people listen to our podcast. You do know a couple of people. But, but aside from that, I, I don't know who listens to our podcast, but I promise you that I'm praying for our podcast listeners. I'm praying, like, I'm like... I know you are. God, I, for the people that listen, allow our You're like the person this. that I... Like, you are like the biggest, like, prayer person I know in my life. Which is sad. Like... Because your girl still has some hit or miss days. But also, like, I grew up in the church around so many pastors. That's like, even sadder. And I don't... I mean, part of it could be that, like, I just didn't have the relationship with them that I do with you where I see it. And I know it. Like, you're the only person I've ever met who has a room dedicated to prayer. I got a prayer room. Most people don't even got, like, a prayer closet. It's a prayer room slash, you, you slash like, a regular clothes closet. But, yes. It's a I prayer. mean, like, no, the closet is a closet. Oh, but yes, the entire yes. room isn't. There is Most nothing, of the time isn't the, Yes, there is nothing there except there's two chairs. A bookshelf with old Bible studies that I've read or Bible studies I want to read. A big, long piece of paper on the wall. And a long piece of paper on the wall that I just write down things that God has spoken to me, visions that God has given me. But that's not normal. And prayer. I, that it should be, y'all. It should be, but it's not. Y'all got to be writing down your prayers and what God speaks to you. Because how else am I going to be able to go back and look at the promises that God has fulfilled if I don't have a point of when it was spoken and when it happened? Okay, but like... That's yet yeah, that understands like the the paper part, but people have journals and can do that with a journal. That's true. But I think like I, I think the difference is a lot of people see it as such a personal, private matter that they're afraid to talk about it. Hmm. Where you have no shame in being like, "Yo, don't go in that room. Jesus gonna smack you." Like the presence of Jesus is just like chilling out. And in if that you room all are the time. permitted to go into that room, you don't wear shoes when you go into the room because it is holy space. Yeah. My mom gave a tour of my house when I was recovering for surgery. And somebody was like, the door was closed because the room, yeah. the door's always closed. The door and they were like, what is closed. this? And she was like, oh, this is Brittany's prayer room. And they like went to go turn it. She was like, you can step in there if you want to. That's you and God figuring that one out. But you're going to take your shoes off before you step in there because that's space. That it. Yeah. To this day, the days that I've had to walk into that room because I have a jacket hanging in the closet and I need it. And I'm like, I'm not going to take these heels off. Because it took a long, like, or these boots off, because it took a long time to put them back on. It's on the third. Like, I walk in there and I'm like, God, I'm walking in here to grab a coat and I'm walking out. So forgive me for doing this. Forgive me for trudging this in here. And also forgive my bad attitude because I'm bothered that I didn't grab this coat earlier when I didn't have shoes on before I got dressed. Oh, my God. Like, is it, but is it, like, God's It's a space. reverence. Yeah. God's face. God's face. No, I just don't, like... When I think about, like, all the people I know, I don't know. Any, like, I know people who will journal their prayers. I know people have, like, their alone time and their devotionals. But I don't know anyone who prays as much as you pray. 
there is a 50-50 chance that if you see me driving in my car and it looks like I'm jamming out to something, I'm either praying or singing a song. Most often, it's the combination of both. Because when Redeemer came on my playlist yesterday when I was driving, <laughs> whoa! The old school song. Jesus and I, we, we, we talked about some stuff. Those lyrics became life and death. I don't know. I don't know. Also, we was really supposed to be talking about New Year, New... It's, new perspective. Yeah, we were, <laughs> hope y'all got a new perspective on prayer. We about that, though. Hope y'all got a, I hope y'all got a new perspective y'all on prayer. Y'all, make space for Jesus this make, year. Make space for Jesus. I, I think... Don't let the shame kill you. For some reason, I've been bothered by these, like, Instagram posts or, like, these... I don't want to call them Instagram <laughs> celeb- Christian celebrities, but, like, our Instagram Christian celebrities, right? Yeah. Who are saying things like <laughs> Instagram Christian celebrities? They are. Everything because, about that title is just wrong. Oh, it is wrong. But like they're Christians, they're they're they have a verified check. They're on Instagram a lot. I very rarely see them posting at church, or very rarely see somebody being like, "Oh, I saw so and so worshiping today," or "So and so had yeah. a word for me." So I, not saying it doesn't happen. I believe that it does happen. I, I, I do. I believe that it does happen. Sorry, I had to check that statement. Did I really believe it? I do believe it. I believe that that does happen. It's just interesting to me that there's nothing on that end of it, but that's fine. So I just want the listeners to go, you just said all of that while pointing at me. I know. I'm so sorry. Like, all Y'all, over Stephanie's the place. Y'all, an Instagram Christian celebrity. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they, oh, so this phrase is like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And that, But it's always about, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so make sure you're taking time out for yourself. But it's not, you can't pour for an empty cup because if you depleted everything that God has poured into you for this space and for this time and for this season, you have nothing left to give. And then you're running on fumes and then you get irritated. And you're just like, I need a new season. I need a new environment. I need a breakthrough. God, remove me from here. No, God is telling you to, I went through that. God told me to stay in the situation and I was like, no, yeah. So like, that's cool. Listen, I don't know if you know what's happening here. Like, let's just, let's talk real quick. Hold on. I'm gonna pull over on the side of the road because you're not, you're not serious. But he did. And I was like, I don't want to be here. But I realized it was because I was showing up. I was walking into those spaces. There were some other factors that were involved in it that weren't me. But I was showing up to this space without saying, okay, God, let me, I'm here because you told me to stay. So now my heart is, you told me to stay for a reason. Allow my eyes to be open to see why it is. And allow my heart to be surrendered, to be obedient to what it is that you're having me to do while in this season of staying. And it's changed my perspective of how I show up in that space, how I communicate with people. But like this, this thought that like you're pouring from an empty cup means that you don't have enough time for yourself. It bothers me. You need to be saying, can't pour from an empty cup if you're like, you need to be on your word. You need to be occasionally fasting. You need to be intercessing on people's behalf. Like you need to be doing those things. That's how you get your cup refilled. I just, I find the whole metaphor of the cup interesting in and of itself because, like, this idea of, like, okay, you put a, you put a cup under a sink, right? Mm-hmm. Under the running faucet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, like, a lot of times people say that what people see in your life is an overflow. Your cup is full and you should still be receiving and it should be overflowing into other people's cups. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then but then they talk about the pouring, which is I'm going to physically move my cup and change the direction so that water is coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it a pouring or is it an overflow? Because if you're pouring, you're not really getting 
more in because you're letting it out, but then the hole isn't where it needs to be to let it. Now, this may be like way too much thinking because I overthink things. I'm, I'm with you. It would visually. be easier to show it, like, but I can't. I mean, I can show you, but no, I'm visually, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it's the idea of I don't want to just sit there and let it be overflow, right? But I also don't want to be constantly pouring. So I think there is this this idea. Like, I think people forget about this idea of seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, you could be pouring your cup out and not be under the water faucet not being connected to God, but be, what you did in the previous season is allowing you to pour out in that season, even while you're disconnected, you know? But at some point you run out and you can put your cup back up, but if it's not under the faucet, you're not refilling That's true. anything. That's true. So I think, like, I, I feel like people take this metaphor at the surface level and, like, when you think about all the different factors that play into it, it's like a whole new, a whole nother level. Like, you have the season of filling, but you also have, like, that ability where, like, if you put your cup at, like, what is the 45-degree angle, you could be pouring out a little bit, but still coming in. Okay. I just, I think that there's seasons, and I think people get in this mindset of, I'm just going to sit there and receive, and I'm going to let the overflow take care of everything. Like, there's books around this idea of overflow. Which, I think that it can if you're receiving and doing. But where's the ministry in that? The doing. Are you doing in that? Yeah. Or are you just sitting and receiving and allowing people to look at your life and to look at what God has done in your life as their, quote, ministry? Like, is that your ministry or are you actually doing the act of... Let me encourage people. Let me the use my the words. act of living is not ministry. But people think it is. It's not. Because even if you weren't a Christian, you would still be living and it would be no ministry. Like you scrolling on people's Instagram feeds all the time is not a ministry. And that's you just <laughs> living. There's no ministry. Or TikTok. It, right. It can, it can be. Right. People can say things that are impactful and powerful and encouraging, but that is not ministry. I think God has carved it out to be certain people's ministries who are producing deep, meaningful content consistently. I think that it is, but there's, but it's not just them living. They're not going to the grocery store and God's like content. No, they're going to the grocery store because they need to eat because they need to do it. But are they yeah. praying for people in the, in the line? Are they asking people about their days? Are they stopping to minister to people in the, in the, yeah, they probably are. That's ministry. I don't think they are. I don't think people are doing that because if they were, there would be a lot more miracles in the grocery store. We're just going to sit in that. I said, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I think know. that if if we really, truly were under that faucet and staying under that faucet, you would be in the grocery store and Jesus would, someone would say something about their ear hurting or, you know, their throat hurting or, and you, Jesus would be like, tap, 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 speak to that. Hey, hey, <laughs> so you right there. Yep. Put the broken like, down and go. How many times do you somewhere? walk past an old person who's like got a cane struggling to walk? Where are the Christians of the world that are like, hey, do you want to be healed? I, can I just, I'm a, hold on. I just, I wish we had like a sound effect. We could just be like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Bullying incoming. Meow, 
boom, boom, yeah. he ain't coming. Yeah. For the person who's been prophesied over for years that you are a healer, <laughs> but praise for no one. It's oddly interesting that that is what you are doing in terms of talking about that right now. No, that's interesting. I, no, and that's, but that's the thing is like, kudos to conviction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I'm talking out of my conviction of like, why is that not it? Like, I know it's not a thing because there's more people like me who are just like, mm. y'all better stop. But I will say that, like, literally for the last month, I do when I leave my house, I'm like, Jesus, let me know if you want me to do anything today. Amen. Because it is very much like that. I can't just sit here and be angry at the world. Like, that's true. I'm going to do what I can do. When God tells me to pray for people, I pray for people. I know and I've, do. there's a story that happened in college that I tell people this all the time when people are just like, I don't know if I should be praying for people. I don't know. Like, what if I don't I offend them? There was this girl in college. I do it in church service now, too. Who hated me. Like, <laughs> hated me. Uh, okay, go for, ahead. For a variety of <laughs> Tell me about how much you hate that, how much she I didn't have any you. feelings towards her. I was just bothered by the fact that she hated me so much. Like, I couldn't <laughs> understand why I'd never done anything. Your word her. is bothered today. You're it bothered is. by everything. I'm bothered by a lot of things. But... I just, I couldn't understand it. And she would like say stuff. She would do stuff. And we had one worship chapel specifically where God was just like, go pray for her. And I was like, nah, <laughs> not I. You got me confused with somebody else. I don't know if I'm tapping into a radio frequency where I'm picking up on what you're telling somebody else, but you ain't telling me. That's not me. Went about my business. I was praying. I was worshiping. God was like, get up and go pray for her. And I was like, all right, if I can find her, maybe. So I'm like scanning the room and I find her. She's on the opposite end of the chapel. And our chapel was huge. She was on yeah. the opposite end of the chapel. And I was like, ah, that's a long walk, my guy. I don't send somebody else that's closer and go back to doing what I'm doing. And God was like, I, you're here like praying and pressing in at this moment so that you can get up and go pray for her. This isn't for you. So get up and go pray for her. And I was like, all right, but if she swings on me, that's how bad she hated me. I was like, if she swings on me, Jesus, I'm just going down and I'm going to blame you for it. Because I'm not, I'm not fighting nobody back. I'm going to just go, whoop, whoop, took an L. And I'm going to just take it. So I walked over to her and she's just like sitting there. She was like fidgeting. She was antsy. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I don't know what you got going on with her, but oh, she's okay. And I just, I sat next to her and I just said, can I pray for you? Like, I, just, I feel led to, by God to pray. And by led, I mean bullied. Can I pray? Can I pray for you? And she said, "Yeah, you can go ahead and pray for me." So I put lay my hands on. I pray for her. I don't know what the specifics were for my prayer. Got up, have a great day. Left chapel ended. Went about my business about my day. The next day, logged on the Facebook. I was really big into Facebook that time because I was on college. That's I mean, it was college. Yeah, right. that was the, that was the, the social media of the day. Every two months, it's a struggle for me. So logged on the Facebook. I had a message from her. And she just said, thank you so much for praying for me. She said, I was literally sitting in my seat asking God, like, if you don't want me to have an abortion this afternoon, send somebody to pray for me. She was like, and so I'm withdrawing from college. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have this baby and I'm going to live my life. And I was like, blessings to you. You said blessings. <laughs> like, I didn't, I mean, that's not what I said, but that's what I, like, that's what I said. That's not, I don't remember what I said. And so... Ever since then, I was like, God, you tell me to go, I'll go. Send me and I'll go. Yeah. And so I like, so there are times where I just watch people and I'm just like, can I, can I pray for you right now? I don't know you from a campaign. I know that I don't hear you mind really quick. Just like, just like 30 seconds. Can I just, for 30 seconds? 30 seconds. I'm like, sure, absolutely. And you got to need though before I start praying or you just want me to just go? No, you can just go. All right. Sounds good. Let me just go. 
I'm one of those just go people. I just go. I just. I ain't gonna tell you nothing. If if God sent you over here, He could tell you the words Stop. Just to pray. I am the most. <laughs> but also, I have found myself praying for people, not knowing what I am saying, because yeah. God is like this right here. I need. Yeah. To say this. All right, cool. And then I walk away. That's how like, it's supposed to be. Cool. I'm gonna go get me some food, y'all. That's how it's supposed to be. So I. But ever so, since then, I will never. If I feel like God is telling me to pray for somebody, I will pray for somebody. I was a little confused with that woman at your church. So I just, I really didn't know. I didn't know if it was me being nosy. I didn't know if it was It's not because you were just coming out of the season of like trying to figure out where what where your cup was And at. when I realized it was gone, I turned That's around and she was gone. I said, all right, cool, God. We got a long journey ahead of us in a car. <laughs> we going to petition for her when we need to. So how about that new year? New year, new perspective, man. We, we're not, we're not walking away from anything. Trying to be more obedient. And I'm going to be more confident. That is one of the things that I'm that, really working no, out. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good I'm idea. Not, people think I am. I'm not. I'm just assertive. You, you portray yourself as a very confident person because you are assertive. I'm assertive. I think, and that's that the assertiveness, and like the, it comes across as confidence because you're like, no, this is what we need to do. This is what we're going to do. This needs to happen. No. I'm going to go talk to this person. You're going to talk to that person. We're going to figure it out. Like to a lot of people, that looks like confidence. If y'all only knew. <laughs> And meanwhile, your brain, you're going, why am I here? What am I doing this for? I don't know how to do in this situation. Jesus, please help me. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why. Y'all want me to do I what? I just want to go take a nap. Y'all picked the wrong like, one. It's not me. It's, you got to pick somebody constantly. else. That's, that's always me. Or downplaying the skills that I have. I'm not really that good at that. I mean, I can help you, but I'm not that good at it. I don't know. Oh, no. It's okay. All right. So confidence. So confidence. I'm working on my confidence. I'm work, I really am working on my confidence. Um, but uh, that's really just, I, I just, I want to, having gone through the suffering and endured through it and come out on the other side the past couple of years, I really just want to be obedient to being a blessing when God wants me to be a blessing. That's really, that's my only. That's so inspiring. That's my only perspective for 2023. Okay. I need you to stop saying that. I feel like that's basic, but. Nah, but I feel like that's, I feel like I tell you that all the time though, about the most basic things that you're like, nah, this is just basic. basic. But people don't live like that anymore. Well, so like to, to have a front row seat to witness it is just inspiring. Well, I'm glad that you're inspired. I'm just out here being obedient. That's it. Okay. New, new year, perspective will be New year. Being a blessing. New perspective. Being consistent. Consistency, assertiveness, confidence. You're going to be assertive. I'm going to make you your own custom sticker. Oh, my Stephanie's God. Stephanie's goals. Assertive. What do I do with stickers? I still haven't figured it out. You put them on water bottles. That's all I've got so far. I got a few stickers on that water bottle. Laptops, notebooks. Oh, no. I ain't putting nothing on my laptop. I mean, I wouldn't put it on your work laptop. But I just... I put I buy water it's bottles fine. and put I them know. on water you bottles. You buy a lot of water bottles. I, I have a water bottle issue, everybody. It's, it's fine though. I drink no, them. I'm no taking spend my water. Twenty twenty three is coming. You gotta get all your spending out in the next. <laughs> well, I mean, by the time this is released, it'll be twenty twenty three. That but... really just hit me. I'm not gonna buy another water bottle, and I buy nice water bottles, so they're not gonna break. I'm gonna get one more though before the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I know you will. And I'll package it up it's and put fun. it somewhere in my house, so then I find it and be like. <gasps> You, <laughs> I forgot I had this. I forgot I had this. This is where did this come from? <laughs> but for, so for me, I will say this much on the stickers. 
for me, I like stickers because I write when I design stickers, which FYI, people, I design stickers, I guess. Not, not I guess. No. More no. Than my confidence. I confidence. Design you... I design stickers. Some of them are on my website. You can buy some stickers if you want to buy some stickers. But I design stickers based off of... What God's telling you. What God is telling me and the words yeah. I need to visually see. And so then I put them on things that I know that I'm going to see a lot to remind myself of the truth that God has. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's where I come from. Stickers. I don't know why everybody else loves stickers, but they do. And I love that everybody loves them. That's all I got. All right. So to close this out, amen and goodbye. Amen and goodbye. Is that's that our, it? That's our new closing because phrase. Amen and goodbye. I said it once on a Marco Polo. Amen. Amen means let it be. And goodbye is you're saying goodbye to something. And so we're going to let be what needs to stand and what God has for us. And we're going to say goodbye to the toxic things that need to be let go while we bully each other. Amen to uh, 2023. Goodbye to 2022. Amen and goodbye. Peace. Bye.